the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be together again. Long weekend. Oh, the weekend's always, they slip away from me. There's so many things I want to comment on. So many things that I think might be things that you need to know. And then I get back to what's really important, so we'll get to that in a minute. But holy cow, great to be together. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, over on Facebook, Ed Martin Live. You can go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's where my organization, I'm the president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. That's where we are. But even more important, if you go to proamericareport.com, after all, this is the Pro America Report, you can go to proamericareport.com and sign up for the Daily Wink. What you need to know, it'll give you links, it'll give you some uh, talking points, and it'll give you one big thing, what you need to know, and I'll get to that in a moment. But a couple of things from the weekend did you see jake tapper give a five minute um i don't know five minute uh um uh, monologue proving he's one of the you know one of the nastiest unkindest people really just a terrible person uh, on his um, Sunday morning show. I didn't see the whole show because I wouldn't waste my time, but I did see that segment. It's just terrible. Nasty, nasty, basically saying anyone, um, you know, why haven't we punished all the people who believed like those nasty people that tried to take over the government on January 6th? And then we're not holding them accountable. And if we don't hold them accountable, there'll be more violence. And isn't this terrible? And he just ranted and raved like a mentally ill person. But here's the problem. He's on CNN. And the number of people watching that are nodding along with him, that are joining in his mental illness, are huge. It's really irresponsible stuff. It's really terrible, terrible stuff. So that was uh, haunting to see that. Uh, you know, we're watching uh, all kinds of other things happening across the uh, political spectrum. You know, what, uh, on Tuesday, we will start the impeachment trial of President Trump, which is really a full sham. Again, it's a sham impeachment. And yet it's another like the like the data point of Jake Tapper. It's being used by the media and by Nancy Pelosi and by Chuck Schumer to just attack the 74 million people who voted for Trump. So it's not it's not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to achieve anything. I've said before that people need to remember that that uh, impeachment is not a it's not a legal proceeding. It's never meant to be. It's it is in the Constitution, so it has a legal sort of character. But it's not a leading. It's not a legal proceeding per se. It's a political solution the founders put in the Constitution, where the congressional branch, the article, uh, the 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 Article One uh, of our Constitution grew could take and 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 remove someone from the executive branch or from the judiciary and that was what it's designed to do 
And so it's a political tool, but it's not supposed to be used, in my opinion, the way it's being used now as a sort of attack tool. It should be aimed at the people in power, not the people out of power. President Trump is not in power anymore. And when it's well, what's really happening is they're targeting the American people and they're saying, look at those 74 million. They are really bad people. They're un-American. And again, weaponized by big tech, weaponized by fake news media. It's very effective. It's very effective at making a whole bunch of Americans hate people like you and me. That's haunting. Again, another data point on this path. So, you know, on Tuesday, when you see the sham impeachment, don't think of it as a sham. Think of it as a shame. It's a great shame on this nation that that's what's happening. It really is. It's really haunting that we're seeing that. So be aware of that and be, uh, be you know, just try to put it. I mean, as you see it, it's just terrible. It's terrible. We, and and, and now the the, um, the Republicans and President Trump's defense team have said they previewed it. We're going to argue it's unconstitutional. It's not the right thing. It shouldn't be done, et cetera, et cetera. Democrats are being quiet. And what they're going to do is they have 16 hours and they're going to show, I'm sure, like a Hollywood production. They're going to show all this nonsense. You know, what we haven't seen we haven't seen any details on what happened. We have seen the characterization of the thing of the January 6th of the bad people as a coup, but we haven't seen any care, any of the details. Details. You know, a guy with horns, half naked horn man, it doesn't count as nobody thought he was going to succeed in a coup and on and on and on. By the way, we don't have any details about the woman that was killed. I don't know why she was killed. Do you? When was the last time you had a woman or man shot by cops and no one tell you why and not expect some people to ask what's the story? A little bit has been said about I think it's a lieutenant who's on leave after having shot and killed that woman. But we haven't heard. We have heard of armed insurrection. I haven't seen any evidence presented that there were where who was armed. Is it does it does it count to be armed to have a horns the, the the horns that guy had is that armed? No, I don't think anybody had guns. Nobody has shown evidence. Anyway, you get the point. We're in the middle of this massive narrative machine and it's just hammering us down. Okay, so that's that's two data points right there. But what you need to know today, and I have been waiting all weekend to talk about it is my friend Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit from St. Louis, has been silenced from Twitter. Now, the, the, the reason I want to tell you about this, I want to take a minute and tell you about it and why it's what you need to know is because the gatewaypundit.com, Jim Hoff's website, he, he, he started after the, um, after the uh, Tea Party. He started in the Tea Party. And he started a website basically saying, I don't like the direction it's coming. I think the phrase was where, where uh, hope goes to make a comeback or some of the phrase on the, on the website for them. But it, it, Gateway Pundit was a, um, was a classic entrepreneur. He, he started his website and he did all the work. And over time, he added a few people, but he didn't do a lot. He didn't do a lot of the, um, of the, of the sort of building out like a lot of places do. Raise a bunch of money, build a lot of stuff. He was very careful. He was very careful. He's from St. Louis. He kind of moved deliberately and he was smart. And when... When he was targeted after the 2016 election, I think he was in the top five or 10 of all conservative websites in the 2016 election cycle because he was just so good. He would see stuff and then he would put it together and post it. And it wasn't always original reporting, although a lot of times it was. And it wasn't always tips, although a lot of times it was. A lot of times it was just seeing things, putting them together in a way that you could grow, you could learn. Very effective. After 2016, his massive success in the election, he then 
noticed that Facebook changed their algorithm and he lost, I think, 68%, close to 70% of his traffic came from Facebook and he lost it. Not because they announced we're silencing you, just because they changed the thing. They changed their algorithms. And he learned that and he protested. He testified before Congress. He came on my radio show a number of times and the gatewaypundit.com, he said, look, this is what they're doing. Now, you know what he did? He didn't... um he didn't go away and cry. He built his business and continued. He stayed lean. He Facebook wasn't helping him. He was using Twitter. He was using Gab. He's using other things. He uses the gatewaypundit.com. And again, he got better and better at providing information. One of the best. He's one of the best at providing information that you can't see other places. That you can't see other places. And also, he sort of sees the field better than most people. Well, he gets knocked off of Twitter. Huge following on Twitter. Knocked off of Twitter. Again, now he stayed lean. He's never gotten silly and gotten, you know, uh, gotten a fat, dumb and happy. He's always sort of kept his uh, vision, but it's still the silencing of the voices because Hoft, even though he was clearly pro Trump, even though he was clearly uh, concerned about the election, he, he actually acted and and portrayed himself as a citizen journalism. He wasn't just arguing an opinion. He was backing things up. Didn't mean you always agreed. I mean, I I did. I almost always did. But it didn't mean people agreed. But he wasn't just kind of spouting off. He wasn't spouting off without uh, uh, any kind of basis and track record. And he still gets silenced. This, I have to tell you, is, um, you know, again, we've been through this for a few weeks now, but we, we're watching this and it's moving systematically. And you know what? It's not people are not understanding how fast this is happening. And for a guy like Hoft, I think, because I haven't talked to him in a little while, he lives in St. Louis and I'm out towards the swamp. I don't, I, but I think he stayed lean, so he'll survive. He, he has built his business. His brother's a great guy, Joe Hoft, and is, is himself a very talented uh, journalist and has been a contributor. So I think they stayed very lean and very smart, and so they're protected. But I, I don't know. And you and I ought to be worried, not about the ones that they announce when you have Donald Trump knocked off or General Flynn, but when over time they start saying, yep, I'll take that guy. I'll take out the gatewaypundit.com. I'll take out the gatewaypundit.com. Won't let that voice be heard. It's, I'm telling you, this is getting more and more uh, troubling. And again, it's, a, it's another data point along the path. The people in power are not interested in, you know, fairness, in morals, in honor. They're interested in using their power to crush people that they don't agree with. And you, you have to be aware of it. You should be aware of it. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a couple great guests today again, as always, and especially interested to talk with Kimberly. Well, Kimberly Herman is tomorrow. I meant to tell you about that. I'm going to have her on. Today, we've got this woman, Namrata Singh Gujral. She was on with us before. She's a director of a um, of an effort uh, to identify what's going on with uh, immigration and trafficking, and she will tell us why what just happened with Biden's executive orders is really bad. And then Andy Pollack, our old friend Andrew Pollack, uh, will talk about gun safety and school safety. So we will take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. 
Welcome back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You may remember, you got to remember well, you got to stick with me. A few months ago, I bet it's six or seven, maybe longer, we had a guest on. Uh, her name is Namrata Singh Gudral, and she had a movie that she had put together, and I, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Americans, America's Forgotten, and it was about the immigration system and the victims. And I remember so vividly when we talked with her because she did, she said she started this movie and she didn't really come at it like thinking, oh, I'm this is my life's work to talk about this issue. Um, and she kind of, I don't know, stumbled is the wrong word, but came into it and and was informed and then became really informed. And so recently when uh, Joe Biden signed, President Biden signed an executive order or two um, that had an impact on immigration, I noticed that Namrata had a voice on this. And I said, let's get her back on. So welcome back, Namrata. How are you? I'm great. And thank you so much for having me again. Well, America's Forgotten is the movie. It's over. I'm looking at it now. It's on Prime Video, uh, which I have Prime, uh, Amazon Prime. So I think I, I think I, where, I think that's where I watched it, although maybe somebody in your team gave me access. How's that going? How's the reception? It came out last year. How are people uh, viewing it? Yeah, so it actually released in October. I don't know if you know this, but um, Amazon was the platform we were going to release it on because I wanted to release it before the elections. In terms of uh-huh. everything that I had learned through the film, I wanted Americans to be able to understand the issue of illegal immigration. This is not immigration, it's illegal immigration. I wanted to share that with fellow Americans and fellow Democrats. Unfortunately, Amazon actually, uh, I think our interview was prior to the release date. Um, Amazon yeah. actually just sat on the phone for about two and a half months and refused to release it. They cited escalated gating process for the film. I was told because it was political in nature. There's nothing political about the film. It's a film on illegal immigration that covers migrants and Americans. It's a very unbiased and middle-of-the-road picture. But uh, unfortunately, uh-huh. for about two and a half months, people looked for the film and couldn't find it. It's finally out. It's a better late than never. But uh, I just felt important to mention that. So now we're on Comcast and uh, iTunes and Prime and a few other channels. And uh, listeners can go to AmericasForgottenMovie.com and see if there's a channel or a platform that you have access to where you can watch the film. Uh, we're talking with uh, Namrata Singh Gudral, and her uh, your Twitter handle is at 1A Minute, 1A Minute for people that want to follow her on Twitter, and also I'll put up on social media some of those. Now, tell me, when you saw the, the uh, Joe Biden's, he's now got like 50 executive orders, but there were a couple that were related to the immigration, the illegal immigration issue. T- tell us uh, sort of what you saw, you see that with a different lens because you did this movie. So what did you see and what does it mean for Americans? So um, what Mr. Biden has done two years ago, just by the way, I would have cheered him on um, in making this picture. And, you know, we traveled the world uh, as we made this film and highlighted stories from around the world in terms of the negativity and the negative impact, rather, of illegal immigration. And I think my first thought when I saw that he was going to sign the executive orders on the fly, by the way. Um, my first thought was, where's the fire? And, um, you know, we've got, we've got a pandemic, um, going on. I mean, if, let's deal with what, what, what's priority right now. But I think more than anything, two things come to mind as I see him signing these orders. Um, there's only two reasons that someone would be oblivious, which the word that comes to mind is oblivious to the horrors 
that that happened as a result of illegal immigration, not only to the U.S., but also to other parts of the Western world, such as Europe and Australia. And uh, mm-hmm. those two words are, you're either stupid or you're uninformed. And I don't know that uh, folks in my party are stupid. I'm a registered Democrat, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. They're stupid or they're uninformed. So I think then the only other thought that comes to mind is the conclusion that we came to in the film, which is basically broadening your voter base and somehow just ignoring uh, all of the all of the stuff that goes with it, just broadening your voter base. And that uh, appears to be the sole motivation, at least for politicians. The other two factors where the coyotes make a ton of money and big corporations benefit from uh, cheaper labor is a whole other enchilada that we talk about in the film but i think for politicians unfortunately i think for my party it has become the tool for expanding voter base we're talking with uh, Namrata Singh Gujral, and her uh, a movie is out. I, again, I, I'm looking at it on a Prime, uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. America's Forgotten. Um, why? But so, is this a split in the Democrat Party? I mean, it looks like the Democrat Party were or were um, were content enough with Biden to because they didn't want Trump. That a lot of them, you know, they really got enough votes in this case. And you know, now we have the the union uh, official, I think uh, Trumpka, saying in the last few days, well, you know, losing the Keystone Pipeline jobs is, is going to be tough. I, you know, I want to say when you open up the borders and have lots of illegals, you're you're driving down the wages at the lowest, which used to be Democrat voters. Is it is the Democrat Party just sort of given up on that or that low and for are those voters not realizing that the impact? What's your thoughts? I think the voters are not realizing. I'll give you a, I'll give you a simple example. So one of the uh, one of the stories that we covered in America's Forgotten, by the way, we're actually filming the sequel to the picture right now. Um, um, huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's going to have some interesting stories that are, you know, if, if America's Forgotten didn't change your mind as a registered Democrat to think that illegal immigration is a bad idea, I'm relatively certain that the sequel will. The stories will blow your <laughs> mind. But <laughs> ever the optimist. But one of the stories right. was of a, a two-time Iraq veteran, Jonathan DeCoster, who lives on Schedule. For those who were not aware, Schedule is the largest homeless encampment of sorts um, in the United States in downtown L.A. Um, And the story of Jonathan, the reason he was homeless, aside from unemployment, was just the the inability to find um, rentable. We we know the problem in California with with rentable homes that are that are affordable. And one of the things, and this is actually going into the sequel that we talk about, we actually go to a couple of areas in Los Angeles where a majority of American, generationally second or third or five generation Americans have been rendered homeless and have ended up either on schedule or under a freeway. And the reason when we talk to the landlords is that when illegal immigrants come in, these are very low income housing. And um, mm-hmm. if it's $500 a month and you have someone who's willing to raise 550, um, unfortunately the Americans are getting booted out because uh, the $500 uh, with an extra 50 or 100 are getting paid by someone who has walked through that open border and is now living here. 
Um, is so. What's the response to what's? And, and I don't think you got into this because of politics. You, you I mean, you said you're a registered Democrat, but you did this movie because you were interested in the topic and all. But do you get much? Um, uh, do you get many of your friends or others, any party, who say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm changing my view on." Or maybe I should ask you: Are there Democrat friends of yours that are like, "I can't believe you're doing this. It's not right. We should leave it alone," or they're totally changing their mind? What's what's the response of people? So I don't know if you remember this, but um, uh, we actually do not have any names attached to this picture. I think this is the first film in the history of cinema that only has one name attached to it, which is my name. Uh, when I mm. realized that the story I was uh, filming was different from the idea in my head, because I started with a very pro-illegal immigration stance, the picture actually started trying to showcase the poverty and persecution around the world and to take it to right. every corner of America so we could all support illegal immigration. But that was not the movie I was seeing through the lens. Um, I actually had uh, not only my friends and neighbors, and I would say even family. I was actually uninvited for Thanksgiving last year. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> wow. but, um yeah, but um, but I will say this. Um, I reached out to all my crew and I said, look, this is not the picture we started to make. This is where this picture is taking me and this is going to be the conclusion. It's your call and unanimously, and I don't fault them for it, Ed, because we live in a very punitive um, industry. You see what yeah. happened with SAG yep. after the other day with uh, Donald Trump, President Trump. And, yep. Um, yep. and uh, you know, we just decided that everyone collectively was going to withhold withhold a credit from the picture and that's what we did but uh and so that's fast by the way this is the maybe i mean the, the whole thing is fascinating but um i wonder if they're going to let you do that for long in other words why why won't the the unions or whoever say we won't let you produce things and put them on our platforms if you don't tell us who you are or it's a violation of your agreement because you know they want to punish people if they can find it i i'm impressed that you got away with that although i wonder if the future will uh, allow it right you know, if you asked me that question a year ago, I'd say no, they can't do that. But after you see Twitter's handling of, uh, you know, I don't know how many accounts that have been uh, dismantled in the past few weeks, I'd say nothing is yep. off the table. I will tell you that and, uh, we did not make it into the Academy shortlist, and that's not a surprise. I didn't expect it to. But I will tell you that... Um, as we were sort of going through the process, we were, I think, in the top something number of pictures at least being considered. And one of the things that you have to submit to the Academy is your complete credit list. And I would oh. talk to them and they would say, well, wh but what about the credit list? And I said, no, we don't have any credit. Well, no, but you have hmm. to submit the credit list, even if you didn't there you go on, on paper. And I said, yeah. no, I don't, because the whole idea of not including the credit list is so people can stay anonymous. <laughs> and I will not do that. So if you don't want to, wow. you know, uh, introduce my picture into your uh, into your uh, database, that would be fine. And uh, for now, um, it was okay, but uh, we'll see what what the future holds. Hmm. Wow, fascinating. Okay, I got to run. Unfortunately, again, the movie is called uh, the. Uh, uh, I'm looking at it on Amazon Prime. America's Forgotten, and the producer of the movie is uh, Namrata. I keep. I have to work so hard to get this right. Namrata Singh Gudral. I work hard on it. And uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us. And we'll have you on again. Keep us in the loop, especially on the uh, on the follow up movie. That's fascinating. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. It's always a pleasure. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Yeah. 
Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And uh, boy, oh boy, it's perfect time to talk to our friend Andy Pollack. Uh, I want to point out his uh, website is schoolsafetygrant.org. Schoolsafetygrant.org. We'll talk about that and what he's doing to make schools safer. And of course, uh, but I want to first ask you, Andy, about you watch these um, watch these people up in the Capitol now. And uh, I saw um, I saw um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene do an interview. I thought she was great. She kept using the phrase good guys with guns. We want yeah. good guys with guns. And, and she actually told the story. She was in a school shooting incident when she was young or maybe there wasn't a shooting, but there was a there was a kid that brought a gun to school and all. And uh, do you first of all, do you know her? Do you know Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah, me and Marjorie are good friends. I got behind Marjorie uh, when she started to run for Congress in the beginning of her campaign. Actually helped her get uh, actually helped her get uh, elected. Oh, good. Okay, so, so she was uh, very good. I mean, touch, she... uh, we're in touch on a daily basis. Weekly, we speak, and I'm real proud of her. You know, for sticking up for our conservative values. We need strong conservatives, as we've seen. Uh, in, in Congress and in the Senate, you know, we'll see what happens when yep. we have weak people representing us. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Andy Pollack, Andrew Pollack, and of course his uh, he's co-author. I'm always mean to say uh, Max Eden is his co-author on a book, "Why Meadow Died: The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endanger America's Students." It's really good. It's uh, it's haunting to to read it because you realize the all the things that didn't happen and did happen that led to the loss of uh, of Andy Pollack's daughter. Uh, so get that book, "Why Meadow Died." All right, now, um, but you you know you were a Trump guy, meaning. You thought, hey, uh, he was going to be on the side of things like growing our economy, protecting our kids. Now here we are. Um, the teachers' unions seem to be in more control than ever because of Biden, and um, gun controls on the move. What What are you feeling? How do you feel about everything? Well, I know what's going to go on. You know, I I met with the president, uh, you know, in the Oval Office, and we discussed school safety. The president opened a commission. Uh, on school safety and where he did something that was very important he uh, he took away those uh, pro uh, Obama leniency policies uh, that were put into the schools of not holding children accountable ending the school to prison uh, pipeline the president uh, ended those uh, while he was president but for uh, this president Biden, I, I have even have a hard time saying it to this day. It doesn't come out of my uh, mouth so easy. But he's <laughs> going to put those policies back into all the schools. Uh, the president yeah. uh, re- redacted, you know. Right. So it, it's terrible. I know he's going to do that. They're looking to take police officers out of schools, uh, you know, which we I advocated for. Uh, it's the law in Florida. He'll, he'll never change that law in Florida with with Governor DeSantis and uh, uh, super-majority Republican in the state. But in other states, they're going to be removing uh, police officers. Uh, we're talking with uh, Andy Pollack. And um, so what are you telling people to do? I know, I know, and maybe this is how we go as a segue to school safety grants and what you, I think we're seeing a renewed focus by people on getting control of the school boards maybe and running for office because the schools have done such a poor job with the pandemic with locking everything down and keeping kids away. So uh, is that where a school safety grant, is that what you're hoping to do is influence the local and see if locals will protect their kids? 
Yeah, well, so, so let me just let me summarize this for uh, everybody. If you go to schoolsafetygrant.com, oh, dot org, schoolsafetygrant.org. Oh, there he is. Uh, Andy, is that, did you hear my question? Is that where, is that what the future is right now for people that are upset about the direction of things federally? Is it get control of your local school district and, Okay, we're gonna we got uh, we have some trouble there with uh, connecting with him. We'll get him on again next, maybe next week or later this week. I know, in fact, <laughs> I know he was saying, and I give him a lot of credit for. He had a vision for his family to get himself a ranch uh, and some property where he could uh, kind of get a little more uh, stable and and settle down. He and his wife, uh, she helped us set up this interview. But but let me uh, let me highlight this. Um, let me highlight for you schoolsafetygrant.org website. If you go there, he's got a bunch of supporters that have come together to put it put in place uh grants for schools to be able to figure out what the best solutions are and again if you read his book it's haunting in a way why meadow died you and not in a way it's it is haunting you see these twists and turns by these bureaucrats where they basically didn't put um they did not put safety first. They put all these other policies. And, and some of them had to do with the, the bad guys who were allowed to kind of keep coming back. I mean, at a certain point, you can't let people that are not well stay in, the, in your community. But, but anyway, back to this, uh, back to his effort. What started as his goal, <clears throat> Andy Pollock's goal to make sure that, <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't happen again in schools turned into this incredible, uh, ramped up, grant program where there are grants for technology, there's grants for analysis of what's going on, there's grants for ch- uh, changing the laws and helping people understand it's a very, very effective charity. It's, it's a, I think I have to say, I've been really impressed to watch it develop over the last couple of years. You should check that out. If you go again, if you go to schoolsafetygrant.org, let me make sure I got that right, schoolsafetygrant.org, and you'll see, especially you can see, in fact, one of the ways to see how well it works is to look at um, some of the successes. And I, I, when I was looking at that website, on the website, there's almost every month uh, another example of a local community that has utilized uh, the offers from uh, Andrew Pollock and others to get involved everywhere from uh, Alabama and uh, in Florida, obviously, where there's a huge impact, but all across the country. Uh, so I think it's a very useful tool. And also one of the things that Andrew does and his son also um when he wrote the book, when Andrew Pollock wrote the book with Max Eden, Why Meadow Died, um, the, uh, the, um, uh, his son um, wrote the wrote a foreword for it, and both of those two people, Andy Pollock and his son, uh, uh, are, are out there. Um, his name is Hunter Pollock, out there as advocates. Uh, talking about these issues. And that may be the most effective part of their effort is the ability to put these two people, one father and one brother, talking about what happened to their sister and talking about what the future can be and how you can make things better. And so it is, um, it's really extraordinary, extraordinary family. So check that out. Uh, let me make sure to identify for you, you know, when, um, when Andy Pollock just mentioned, we have not yet seen the education department for the Biden administration do what he predicted. In other words, what is likely to happen is that there will be a um, there will be a uh, um, a uh, rollback of rules that are uh, that that have to do with the um, the organiz the uh, the protections in schools. And so, what what uh, in particular uh, what would be called the um, the uh, one of the 
things that had happened under Obama was kids are allowed to stay in schools longer and longer, no matter what their disciplinary problems is. And Trump got rid of that. So that's one of the things that we're going to see. That hasn't happened yet. As he predicted, it's likely you can predict that it's going to happen. And especially because the school teachers unions are in charge, uh, it is going to be um, something that happens sooner rather than later. All right. Final point. And I mentioned to this offline to Andy Pollack um, last time we talked, which was November 5th, a couple days after the election. Uh, the movement to elect conservatives, well, and common sense Americans to school boards is accelerating. It's accelerating maybe more than ever because of the impact of the shutdown uh, and the schools that are locked down and closed. People are just so fed up with that, that they're willing. They want to know, hey, can we change out our school boards? You should be aware of that and you should care about it. Uh, people ask me, what can you do? One thing people can do if they're fed up is run for school board. And it takes a little bit of time. I know that. But it also is a huge opportunity to make a huge difference. People should consider that. That's a big one. And uh, Andy was telling me in November, that's accelerating back then. And that was because of the school shutdowns. Uh, but now as these policies at the national level uh, from the from the executive branch are coming through, I think you're going to see more and more on that. So uh, watch for that. Um, and watch for the movement. And again, the website is schoolsafetygrant.org, schoolsafetygrant.org. Uh, and you can, uh, you can check out all those things there. And, and actually one of the things they do well is you can, um, ask them questions. I sent an email through there once. I like to test that on websites and they, uh, made sure, uh, to get back to you. So, um, that's a cool thing to do. It's a good website. All right. Uh, and that is all. I'm sorry that we didn't, um, I'm sure. Sorry, we didn't get it longer with Andrew. We'll get him another time uh, and get an update on what he's seeing. There will be plenty to talk about. All right, we will uh, take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you in a few moments. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, and we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now. Here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Every conservative already knows that the Democrat-controlled House, Senate, and White House will do everything they can to punish conservatives for the next two years, at least. Plans to pack the Supreme Court, give the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico statehood, and force other detrimental leftist agenda items, they're already underway. I have no doubt that the Biden-Harris administration will push every advantage they have in the coming days. However, patriots need to be warned that attacks on conservatives won't just come from the legislature. Let's bring up a little recent history from the Obama administration. In 2013, the IRS was caught up in a huge scandal when it was discovered that the agency was stonewalling nonprofit applications from conservative groups, especially those affiliated with the Tea Party movement. The IRS would use certain keywords like Tea Party or Patriot to flag an application for intense scrutiny. The disgrace of this was too big for even President Obama to cover up. He called the IRS's conduct outrageous and vowed that the IRS would have to be held fully accountable. Of course, when Obama promised to hold them accountable, he meant that they would be held accountable by the likes of Eric Holder's Justice Department and particularly James Comey's FBI. No action was ever taken to punish anyone caught up in that scandal. Everyone accused of wrongdoing got off completely scot-free. After four years of transparency and swamp draining under President Trump, conservatives have to be reminded that we can't expect Democrats to play fair when they take power. We should expect an assault on America's values with the full weight of the federal government. 
Whether it's the DOJ, the FBI, or even the IRS, no department is safe from the scandalously unfair tactics we have come to expect from Democrats and bureaucrats. The deep state is coming out of the shadows to get vengeance for their time in exile. Conservatives need to hold them to account. We need to shed light on their dirty tricks. Bureaucrats aren't getting oversight from the Biden White House, so I call on patriots everywhere to fill in those gaps right away. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. As always, great interviews with some great people. And visit ProAmericaReport.com for all those interviews. They'll be cataloged there. Reach out to me directly through Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. Direct messages are open, at Eagle Ed Martin, over on Facebook, Ed Martin Live. We'll talk about Facebook in just one moment. And you can email me directly, Ed at, uh, excuse me, Ed at PhyllisSchlafly.com, Ed at PhyllisSchlafly.com. So let's finish up by telling the tales and ratting on some people, which is always fun. Because this is what's so incredible about the modern moment we're in, is that the powers that be will lie, and they just assume, well, they assume even if you catch them, you won't be able to do anything about it. And here's my example. There has been this massive effort to call the people who participated in January 6th uh, in Washington, D.C., in either the peaceful rallies or the people that kicked in a door and went inside and trespassed. All those people lumped together, tens of thousands, and they call them insurrectionists. They call them a lot of people have tried to shift and call them white supremacists. The link is to white supremacists. In fact, I always do this to you. There's a book, of course, uh, our friend uh, Abigail Schreier. I say friend. She's been on the show a few times. She wrote a book on uh, on the incredible devastation of the transgender movement on girls. And if you read the book or talk to her, you understand that she's not particularly, she's conservative enough, but she's not particularly anti-LGBTQ. She's not a conservative in that sense. She just is saying that the, uh, the it's called irreparable damage. And she, well, she's being called, Abigail Schreier, a white supremacist on, on Twitter by, by the ACLU's lawyer. It's unbelievable. So, but that's what they're doing. Now, but here's where it gets crazy. I mean, it doesn't get crazy. Here's where I tell you something and you shake your head and go, huh, can't believe these people. One of the things that the uh, powers that be said after January 6th, remember? Oh my gosh, these bad people are using the tools they have to inspire all this hate. We must deplatform parlor. We must take people's names off. You know who pointed around and was like, oh yeah, we got to stop this madness, this craziness? One of them was Facebook. And you know what's clear now? Facebook was used, I think the number is by more than 75% of the people who were going to the peaceful rallies and marches, as well as to the uh, people that did something wrong. But Cheryl uh, Sandberg, the woman who's like the number two at Facebook, you'd know her face. She's written a book like Lean In. Is that what it's called? Lean In, something like that. Uh, she's kind of a, she's a, she's a very impressive uh, executive. She had been, I think, for her career at another company, maybe at Yahoo. And she's very impressive, uh, but she's very impressive in a very tough and very uh, serious way. 
And so Facebook sort of quickly condemned all the you know people that would allow the hate out there. I mean, how can you allow the hate? I mean, you know, these places got all this hate. Turns out either a lot of the people who were just using Facebook were normal people, not white supremacists, not hateful, not insurrectionists, not people trying to coup, none of that, which is what the truth is. Or Facebook was the facilitator. Are we shutting down Facebook? Are we shutting down Facebook? I mean, over the weekend, we saw the Black Lives Matter in Washington, D.C. They, they, they rioted again. You, I don't think we saw, I don't know, but I don't, I didn't see coverage of wholesale, uh, uh, deplatforming of the people that were involved. Did you? I mean, I, I, I know what they do. They, they make a d- distinction. They say, oh, but this was the capital. Uh, okay, fine. But if it's violence and law breaking, I thought that was the, th- the question. But my point here is back to this, the sort of hypocrisy of the big tech companies who have the power to shut down Parler. The company is still offline. It was, whether it was big or not, it was a media outlet, a social media outlet for people. And there were tens of thousands of participants on there. And it was shut down because the powers that be said, you must shut them down. That's what happened. And now we find, well, wait, and, and let me say clear, they were said, you have to shut these people down. You have, you can't, you can't allow them to use your servers because these were people were facilitating these people that were involved in this great insurrection. Well, it turns out Facebook was. And as I said, it's either two choices. It wasn't an insurrection. Of course it wasn't. Or Facebook. Shouldn't Facebook be shut down? Who would participate? I tell you what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to make a database of all the people and organizations that are that are targeting Trump uh, voters. I mean, start with Pelosi and Schumer, but the number of people that and because we need a place to point to and say, these are the people that are targeting men and women of goodwill. We, we the people. I mean, we, we ought to have a place where we can point to like a reverse uh, Southern Poverty Law Center to identify these people that are just going to persecute we the people for being American. It's amazing. All right. Thank you, as always, to Noah, our technical director, Joanna, for helping book our guests, and you for listening. We will be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Thanks for listening. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.